Ay, ay, ay. So, you know what they say, for every cat that has crawled, there's a dog that has uh, spawned like Michael J. White, because they will kick in the nuts with good technique. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Bible thumpers are the absolute worst. Um, there's this channel on YouTube called Rustlin' KD, I believe. He used to be like a underground independent rapper or whatever. And then he, quote-unquote, grifted, kind of like uh, Meghan Markle and Harry, to uh, appease to an audience, to a mass audience that will have a definitive thing that will attract a certain audience and not much pushback. But I am here to pushback. Um, I think these... Bible thumping channels should suck some coochie for once. Um, but no, he responded to a killer mic, killer mic on uh, Joe Rogan. And I don't like to talk about other specific podcast episodes, even though my most popular episode of all time is that. But you know, I like to be original. But yeah, no, apparently he responded to killer Mike talking about. Uh, his gripes with religion and growing up in the Bible Belt. Because when you grow up in the South, obviously religion is kind of a conformative, it's kind of this unifying thing like, hey, this is just what we do down here. But um, there was this comment in the video, like in the YouTube comment section, where someone commented that kind of really sparked something out of me. That said, it's really frustrating to hear non-Christians talk about the Bible. And what I would say to that is really frustrating to hear Christians talk about real life that doesn't involve the Bible. See how annoying this thing can get when you inverse things? Be like, oh, well, since you think because you're Christian, the only thing that you're worth talking about is just the Bible. Anything else that's relative to life, shut the fuck up. But you know what? Hey, um, it'd be like that. That's why a lot of these, as they say, the stamp of approval. But uh, as you would know, um, there's a lot of these people out here. If you're going to watch, then watch. Um, But yeah, creeper. (laughs) Sorry. I just had someone break into my studio. Um, and I gave him the Bruce Lee pose. Watch out. Um, but no, nah, that's the thing with these Bible thumpers. They, they'd be like, oh, all these non-Christians speaking about the Bible. But yet they have the audacity to speak about shit that doesn't involve the Bible. It's kind of ironic or contradicting or suck my wee-wee. Um, Pee-wee Herman. Even though I've never understood the idea of going into a adult porn theater. Even though I don't think those things exist. Except like if you're like a retired Jacksonville, Florida type of thing. Um, It's like, hey, let me go to an adult theater. And let me see Adam 22's girl get plowed. Um, and I'm not a big fan of seeing other guys' girls get plowed. But... It's weird when you watch people rationalize in real time. 
right? But like, if you enter into that life, you can't really get mad. Because uh, Adam, he saw Lana get the plug from Jason the Love. All right. I don't know what episode this is, but welcome to episode 20, whatever the fuck, of the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but you know what they say. For every raccoon that crosses the macaroon desert, there is a squirrel that will go on top of your house and say Wi-Fi's free, baby. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know these Bible thumpers. Don't even get me started on Jehovah's Witnesses. I think I went off on that in the last episode. But yeah. No, uh, there's this thing where people will have such a confidence because there's such this protection. It's funny how everyone wants to fucking do shit when I start my podcast, but no one, you know, it was all quiet beforehand. Um, but not, you know what? Fuck me. Um, these fucking cats, I swear to God. You would think they're the most important thing in the world. But, you know, if you ate their mother, they'd be like, me, meow, meow. Um... I wonder how many cats' mothers I've been eating recently. I wonder if that's a study. But apparently there's a Harvard study that they have kept track of like 230 couples over the past like 50 years. It's like this deep, long research study. And part of the study was, hey, um, what makes people happy, Right. It's like, was it the family aspect? Was it the career aspect? Was it the getting your dick sucked aspect? I'm sure all the above applies. But apparently, it was the family aspect that was the most consistent of Harvard. But then you have these cunts out here saying like, hey, I don't need to reproduce. And I am not someone to tell someone whether they should have children or not. If you have any doubt of whether you should have children, you shouldn't. Um, because it is a task at hand. And you should also be realistic that not every moment of having a child is a glorious, beautiful moment in life. But I was watching a video earlier where someone kind of did a deep dive. And he kind of went on street interviews asking people in their, you know, prime years of, you know... Why do you think no one wants to have children? Why do you not want to have children? And the consistent answer was, you know, I think people are starting to realize that children are not the best thing for your development. Oh, but going to a class that actually just infiltrates and formulizes real life in a way that's not realistic actually is going to develop you as a person. Like, if I had a child, and I had a little Thor fucker, um, I would be like, hey, baby, come and drop the hammer. Like, I would look forward to Halloween every year. I would probably actually make sure he gets birthed on Halloween every year. You know, to make sure he uh, he's the Bowser of the Owser. Um, so when he goes to school, he looks like Thor, and he is Thor. Um, <laughs> and uh, hopefully he doesn't claw a girl's insides. 
But you know how young kids be. Kids are kids. And, um, but yeah, it's this, uh, fascinating thing where we live in this world where people actually rationalize why children and reproduction is a nuisance to society. Like, it's one thing if you don't want to have children, that's okay. But to sit here and say, like, hey, actually having children holds back the enjoyment of life. I would look at you and be like, now how come all you motherfuckers that have no children and have these grand paths and don't even succeed in these career paths that you pursue? How the fuck are you going to sit here and say people that have children are less than you just because you have this fake pursuit of something to feel like you did fucking something? I don't know. Just a thought. Uh, But what do I know? I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid. Um... (laughs) Oh, baby, double scoop me like some pre-workout because I like a tingly sensation to my head. Um, <laughs> tingle, tingle, wingle, wingle. Next thing you know, I'm single, single. Um, <laughs> uh, Jesus. But I'll keep it a stack like a Pringle um, can because that's how the Pringles can be satisfying even though they don't fulfill your hunger. But let me tell you what does fulfill your hunger. Um, have you ever bought a house straight cash? Because that's pretty satisfying. I was actually, uh, kind of, uh, I've been looking the real estate. Not actually buying real estate. That's a scam. But actually looking into the idea of real estate. And the best part of real estate is being on the person on the side that's selling the real estate. Because you get commission up front, regardless of those people ever pay that shit or not. And you can sell some bullshit to someone that has no business buying something. And you get that percentage up front. And you're like, yeah. Dumbass hoes. Um, but real estate is this fascinating thing. Where we have convinced ourselves that financing things is normal. Financing something to pay over 15 months is not normal. You know what they used to do back in the day when you couldn't pay for something? You couldn't pay for it. Um, You know what happened back in the day when it's like, hey, this girl's out of my league. She was just out of your league. Imagine if with the ladies, we have financial payments. We had a financial payment plan. Be like, hey, you are legally obligated to me. Regardless if you actually trust this vision. Because you're like, hey, I can pay 2% of this thing a month. Or I can pay 2% of what you need from me a month to pay you off. Which I don't know, like, is is being with a woman, is this this endless, never-ending supply? Like, what is the amount where it's like, I have paid you off? I feel like I'm talking like a lawyer now. A divorce attorney. Because that's what I'm headed for. Um... But I'm like Nesquik, baby, because no matter how far the bunny hops, Bill Clinton will be there to make sure the kid is not adopted. Um, And I have adopted a way to not be a good partner. But hey, you know what they say, behind every love spectrum, there is jubilee. 
Um, which I've always find those dumbass shows where it's like Jubilee, the cut, where it's like the they cause relationship complications, where it's like, hey, go through your partner's phone. Let's find out what makes you guys' relationship interesting. It's like, you know what? Going through your partner's phone, seeing them text some other person, actually being interested in them is probably a sign that maybe be more interesting. Um, <laughs> that sounds shitty to say. But as a faithful man, I'm just saying, when you watch these shows that kind of normalizes uh, cheating or normalizes speaking to other people and type of things, you watch these things. It's fascinating to watch people be like, oh my god, like, he's he uh, has someone send their Snapchat code to them to, you know, have a 10% off their protein powder. And then you're like, really? Because that ass is popping, baby. Um, and the cellulite, I'm going to need some SPF 30 for that. Because I'm creaming all over. Um... <laughs> I'm such a fool. It's nothing like when you get in the side eye from your devil spirit. Um, <laughs> uh, if I had a spirit animal, it would be Jesus. Because, you know, he knows what's best for me, as they say. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jesus. But yeah. Don't you like it when you drool on the pool of the click cool? I'm like, uh, I was actually watching some earlier, right? Where I heard someone say, if you can kick someone in the face, that means you have the flexibility to improve your financial state. And I kind of thought about that. And I thought that was a pretty absurd, random statement. But the more I've thought about it, think about it. If you are flexible to extend your hip flexors, in a wide position to be like, pow wow. Why can't you invest 50 bucks to turn the $500? It's actually not a crazy thing. You just got to scam people and thinking that you're flexible. You get to scam people and thinking that you have money. All of these things are just convincing people you have something to offer that you don't. See, there's this thing I like to call fake flexibility people think just because you can stretch and do a deep stretch in a deep contracted state left to right that like oh man this man's a gymnast let me tell you we're not but if you are able to make a hundred dollars turn to a thousand dollars a woman may look at you and be like damn this guy has some shit figured out when all you did was scam a mother, a single mother, out of their, you know, the child's college fund. Because you're like, hey, if you invest in us, your kid will be ready for the real world. And they're like, yeah, but like, you know, what are you going to do for my child? And you're like, bitch, don't ask questions. <laughs> Questions are for people who don't have the answers. I have the answers. You have the questions. So shut the fuck up. If y'all was a SAT, you wouldn't sit there and be like, 
Um, I'm not sure that the answer is correct. They're going to be like, incorrect. That's why your score was a 700. And that's why you're going to community college instead of Liberty. And that's why you have the Liberty to shut the fuck up and listen to me. Um, <laughs> it's funny how Liberty actually is a Christian faith-based community. Or not, well, not community college, but it's a community. Um, but yeah. Uh, God love the Jehovah's. Um, why is this cat saying like a fucking demon? Um, but any jizz. Um, have you ever jizzed on a leopard and said, baby, I like the leopard skin. And that's the thing with this fake fur. Even though I've never understood why they call fake fur and they spell it F-A-U-X. Like it's like facts. I speak nothing but facts with the fur. And I make her pussy purr. Um, <laughs> and I make that pussy stutter. Um, not really. But I keep it like Cardi B occur. Because it just occurred to me that uh, this whole like Offset and Cardi B situation. All this man said was like, hey, she has fucked other guys. And people are like, oh, but you fucked other girls. It's like, yeah, but we're not talking about that. Um, <laughs> but no, that's the thing. It's like, I don't feel weird. Like, all this, like, I don't think any of this public stuff is real. I actually don't think Offset has fucked any w- woman. I don't know if Cardi B has fucked any men since they've been together. But she did admit to once drugging and taking advantage of people with means when she was not on the come up. So, I don't know. All I'm saying is uh, she got that Bodak yellow. And she be like a picture because she be Kodak picture perfect with her implants on the back side. Um, but she can actually rap. That's the mis that's the misnomer. Like Cardi B can't rap. It's like if Cardi B can't rap, then tell me something. Can Big Sean rap? I think Big Sean's a great rapper. I think he's a blessing to the ears. Um uh Jesus. Um But, you know, we've also entered into this world where we've just accepted that musicians, it's okay for people not to drop music for four or five years. I've never understood people's fascination. Like, I understand that there's a less is more mentality and there's some about quality and stuff. But it's always weird to me where people kind of are okay with just people like casually dropping music every five or six years. Like it does not take five or six years to come up with 12 songs. I'm sorry. That's the thing where we have been convinced that being more lazy is actually a better product. I understand that there's some like, you don't want a 40 song album, with just half ass songs put together. But also don't want to wait five years to listen to 13 decent songs from you. And like this Frank Ocean model, and even to an extent J. Cole, he drops like every two years. 
Like, I like someone that drops consistently enough. And it's not like, hey, like, this is my job. But I'm not going to be like this Frank Ocean guy. And hold my fans hostage for like every seven years. And think just because I have this misnomer. I have this beautiful artistic view of things. That dropping every seven or eight years is actually good. And that's normal. It's like, it's not normal. Like, it's okay just to be like, hey, you know, some fuck shit that people do. It's actually just fuck shit. Stop disguising things as art. I hate that fucking term, art. Not everything is art. This podcast is not art. Even though it's an original thought process of things, I would not call this art. I hate when people call music art. I hate when people call things that are a privilege to do art. Which I guess art is a privilege. But we just call everything. We call stand-up comedy art. We call fucking writing a book art. We call sucking dick. It's an art. Porn is an art. Everything is a fucking art, right? No, like art is simply... Can we just go back to the days where art was just painting? Where art was just kind of putting a picture together? Oh, well, a podcast is really just a big picture of your thoughts. It's like, no, it's fucking not. All these things are not this beautiful construction design of artistic view and standpoint. Like, shut the fuck up. God damn it. Ah, I'm so fucking tired of people that put everything in this glass point of view and say, hey, you're just the ones that not under that don't understand the shit. It's like, no, I don't think you understand how real life works. You are not entitled just because you have a pursuit of something to make a living off of it. And that's the thing. Like, that's this real, like, entitlement thing when people pursue, when people have these passions and pursuits, whether that's music, media of any type, to be honest. But anything that requires mass attention to require a mass production of money in return it's like attention is like you can find a lot of jobs and no one will pay a single second of fuck to you and make an okay living but for some reason people think there's this entitlement that if you pursue like a media type of outlet that you are entitled to a type of attention that will bring a crazy amount of living that brings an entitlement of betterment or that brings an entitlement that you are doing something better than someone just working a regular job that actually pays more than what you're doing. Like, I'm sorry, you are not an entrepreneur just because you have an Instagram account with 70,000 followers. I'm sorry. I have a friend that has a lady of his that is a quote-unquote social media social media influencer she posts like once every month and a half of her in a basic ass outfit that she got from some outlet flea market boutique bullshit whatever the fuck a boutique shop is like she gets these outfits from a boutique shop and says i'm slaying queen and it's like you literally look like A fucking average ass high school girl. And you're 25. Shut the fuck up. But I am not here to shame people. That dress a certain way. 
All I'm saying is, if you're going to call yourself an influence, an influencer, at least have enough of a following to be influencing a mass of people. And you were not art. Your outfit that you did not have any contribution of actually making that outfit art. You literally put pre-created things, pre-setted things, put it on your body and be like, look at my artistic point of view. It's like, unless you created the fucking thing that you're talking about, shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. Um, This is not supposed to be negative podcast, but I am tired of people pretending that they bring more value to things than they do. Um... Oh, God. But yeah. I want to go on the dark web so fucking bad. Not because I actually want to participate in the dark web in the dark web activities. Like hiring a hitman for $23,000 to kill someone that I love and enjoy. That's not what I want to go to the dark web for. I don't want to go on the dark web to actually come across a video where I'm watching an underage child participate in things I don't want to watch. I want to go on the dark web because I want to feel like I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. And I feel like a lot of people, there there are avenues we try To do things that we should not be doing. That would be publicly like looked down on. Or publicly looked like. Hmm. I want to have a random strange man on the street. Pop a freaking envelope on my chest. And be like. Here's your crystal meth. Um, That you bought off. You know. Booty.onion.com Like apparently. I've been watching a lot of dark web like commercialized YouTube videos. Apparently you have to use like a Tora browser and they all end in onion dot or dot onion type of shit. And it's a fascinating thing, right? Really the dark web. I believe the dark web is actually originally designed for the government to be able to access and communicate and do things through there in a more convenient fashion. But of course, as technology has advanced and as people have understood more things, people have taken over and be like, hey, we're going to use this shit for a lot of other shit that shouldn't be used for. Kind of like the interstate. You know, the interstate, the highways were actually originally built just for emergency landings of planes. They were not designed for cars. They were not. But Eisenhower was like, hey, it would probably be a lot better if we just put these cars on here. They could travel faster, blah, blah, blah. It creates creates commerce. It creates X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. Cool stuff. Cool beans. And, but you know what? We as humans, we can't help ourselves. Like, oh, we got to make it for something more than what it was designed for. It's like if you have an Arby's roast beef sandwich. We got to put kel on it and sauce, um, which actually makes sense. I'm not shitting on the sandwich. I'm just saying we always, as a society, 
The design for it is never good enough. The design for what something is, we've always got to be like, yeah, but it would be must serve for better this. And in some cases, in a lot of cases, probably better that it's improved that way. Imagine if we just had 20,000 miles of interstate that was just in case like three planes a year need to make an emergency landing. Yeah, it probably wouldn't make the most sense. And that would be a lot of tax dollars for an inconvenience, to be honest. Um. Oh, oh Jesus. Um. But no, anyways. Yeah, no, going back to that Rustlin KD YouTube channel. I don't have a problem with people speaking about faith. I don't have a problem with people having channels that are devoted to that, that have an audience for that. What I'm speaking about when I talk about that is there's this arrogance with people who talk about faith. No one can challenge their faith, but they can challenge everyone's idea for why they don't have a faith. You notice that? That's kind of like my gripe with all these things. And I don't want this to become the anti-religious pod. I have a lot of gripes with religion. And I didn't even grow up in a religious household. And I think that tells you a lot in a good way. That I see see the way, you know, it's always weird when you're an outsider, quote-unquote. I believe when you're an outsider, you get a lot of labels that are not in your favor. But those labels are placed for people to kind of demean anything you have to say to put you in a box or put you in a light that seem to be demeaning, right? And my thing is, when I see a strong um, output of a faith... And anything that challenges them, they want to demean it. I automatically don't respect that. You should invite people to shit on your faith. Because that actually brings respectability to it. Like, hey, we understand that this is not a perfect logic. We understand there are a lot of questions about this. But hey, we're willing to listen to you and try to explain to you why this is the way things are. And why there's a common belief of Monk X, Y, and Z. Because from the outside, that brings more respect. Like, hey, like, the average person is just like, hey, like, you really think that there's no flaws in your shit? And a lot of these religious goons, like, they're just like, no. And if you question us, we actually might come to your house and break into you and... You know, bust the cap. And I would say, don't forget the holy water. Oh, Jesus. But yeah. Um, that's my thing. And these channels that really gripped. Because like, even in their background. like You're not specifically a religious channel. But you've grifted your whole ideology to religion. To protect when you have opinions. That you're protected by a whole community. Instead of actually standing by yourself. To actually be able to stand by your thoughts and opinions and not have to have a default to, well, this is just actually what this person, what this belief is. So you got to respect it. 
It's like, no, I don't give a fuck that you had a man from 1300 BC be like, hey, I sacrificed some things. This is why we sacrifice. Like, no, just fucking stand by what the fuck you say. And I'll respect that a lot more. That's my real issue with a lot of you motherfuckers in these faiths and religion type of thing. But yeah, um, I don't know. I guess I've just had a few gripes with a few things and not anything too personal. But, um, I mean, let's talk about it. I th- maybe Jesus is actually a coward. I know this is unpopular opinion, but think about it. Jesus relies on you to spread a message that he did in real time, didn't really have a heavy aspiration to spread himself. Oh, he died, you know, for the sacrifice. It's like, if I could just die to give my family a billion dollars, you don't think I would die to give my family a billion dollars? That's essentially what Jesus did. That's the message he left behind, if you believe that stuff. He sacrificed because he knew that, hey, if I just die, a lot of people, are going to let this shit live on forever. And I'm going to make a lot of people that I care about. A lot of money. And have this psychopathic. Jesus is a psychopath. Um, Yeah. Psychopaths are not always this. Marilyn Manson. They're not always this. Michael Myers. I'm going to fucking kill every bitch on my street. That said I was ugly when I was 13. Type of person. I'm not going to skin every cat that comes along. Psychopaths are actually a lot more everyday life things than not. Psychopaths are the ones that are like, you tell them, you know, a great example. It's like ESPN had like 7,000 layoffs or Disney, the company and ESPN, a lot of layoffs. Disney as a company is 7,000 layoffs recently. Happens like every couple years. It's part of the business. And a psychopath is someone that will look in that and be like, eh, so what? Eh, you don't feel nothing towards it. Even if you work for the company. Like, think about like if you hear a secondary company have crazy amount of layers, you're like, damn, that sucks. But you're probably not gonna lose sleep over it. If you know your job just laid off. 30 to 40 percent of the company and you work there you're gonna feel the difference so you're gonna have a lot more anxiety about it right and so but if you are in that scenario and it makes you feel nothing or if in it in whatever reason it actually makes you feel better then you might be a psychopath Maybe I'm a psychopath. Because you know what? I don't feel nothing towards a lot of these stories. For better or worse. The weather. I could get a weather notification. Being like hey. It's going to be 62 degrees. And it's going to be raining. You know. Nails and. uh, Screwdrivers. Falling down in your head. And I'll just be like well. You know. God has a plan right. Um, (laughs) I'm such a fool. But yeah. Oh baby. You know. And that's the thing with these Jesus lovers. 
they are so caught up in their belief that they actually don't really have a belief. Because when you think about what a faith or a belief is, a something that you have developed over time based off a consistent understanding of what you want to apply to your life, right? How do you know what you really want for your life if it's already there for you? You haven't lived enough life to actually choose something. You haven't lived enough life to be able to look at something and be like, something about this doesn't seem right. That's why they indoctrinate you from a young age. That's why they're like, the earlier you get them in, the better. Because we could get all their, you know, their donations of tids or tides, whatever the fuck it's called. It's all relatively the same. It's all pipes, Jerry. Um, but yeah. Uh, me and Hillary one time, we went to the local Baptist. And let's just say, when we baptized our daughter, they said, you are not the father. Um, and that's why Maury was our uh, priest. He always told us we were not the father. Because you know what? In more cases than not, you're probably not the father. So yeah, but he was, ironically. I am the father. Maury's probably the father of like 17 children we all know about, by the way. Him and Jerry Springer. And they have great skin routines. Look at their skin. Um, but yeah. Oh, oh God. My, my, my. Uh if I would ever buy a camel, I would take it to Dubai, bring an Instagram model out there, and just reminder that there's a reason why you get shitted on a lot. Um, <laughs> by the way, and I know that's like a big thing. Apparently, I, I watched a video recently about yachting, the yacht girls, which apparently Meghan Markle, as I speak about earlier, was one of those yacht girls that parlayed that into meeting the fucking prince of a royal family. It's like, hey, I'm the darkest member of your family. How dare they speak that about Archie? Um, all these yacht. I was watching a video about how the art of how the business of being a yacht girl and how that parlays you into business opportunities. A lot of aspiring actresses or models or whores that want to marry pop stars like Haley Bieber um, or Haley Baldwin. I mean, come on. Like, you really think Haley Baldwin is with Justin Bieber for the love? She's literally sisters and related to the Baldwin. The Alec, the Stevens, the just whoever the fuck. There's like five Baldwin's I've been in shit. You really think she's with Justin Bieber? It's like, oh, I'll bring my peaches down in Georgia. Um, but she was a yacht girl. The Emily Rogerskowski, the girl in Blur Lines, who made a big deal about blur lines and all that shit and how it was a toxic situation of like, oh my God, they showed me in the nude. It's like, then you literally appeared and gone, baby, 
gone with Ben Affleck and you just showed your tits like three separate times in the movies. Like, you know, it's kind of a blurred line. I don't know what else to say. Um, and I'm not trying to shame women for doing whatever for entertainment. What I am saying is you can't sit here and be like, oh, they exposed me. Uh, pressure me into something. And then you voluntarily go do something after where you do the same stuff. So, I don't know. But it was a great opportunity. But apparently she was just part of the yachting girls. The yacht girls. Essentially, the whores. Who, uh... They essentially go on these yachts. They are just... There to have a good time. And it's kind of an understood deal when you're a girl. An attractive woman on these yachts. You are there to serve... These wealthy men's needs. That's the way it is. And you know what? Part of me is like, man, that's kind of fucked up. And part of me is like, damn, you want to be on a yacht in the middle of the ocean for 12 days? What else are you going to do except suck a rich man's penis? Think about it. It is not to say that. Oh, X, Y, and Z. But what do you think's going to happen? You think they're going to sit there and just want to talk to you about your future business opportunities? Is that what you think you're on the yacht for? Like, come on. You really think you're there just to be an appropriate, respectful one? No, you are there to throw it back on the deck and let them go all hands on deck. And that deck being your cheeks. And uh, you may get seasick, but... You know, uh, sea salt is very good for your glycogen pores. And, um, but that's the thing with these yacht, these yacht girls. It's like, you're going yachting. What do you think happens on a yacht? There's not a volleyball net for you to just, you know, increase your spike rate. You are there to do a couple things. Engage. Build some connections and connect that pussy to the richest man's dick to build better connections. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. But we always want to play the sympathetic card. But it's cool. I'm not here to shit on people to do what they got to do to advance in their profession. All I'm saying is that, um, can we stop playing fucking dumb? Meghan Markle was a yacht girl. There's only pictures of her from 2010. Laying on a little canopy on a yacht. And looked like she was having a good time. Yeah. We'll see what suits her. Alright. That's inside. Eh, You know. You get it. If you get it, you get it. Okay. But yeah. I guess to wrap this episode up. That was episode 204. Six or two oh seven. I don't even fucking know. I got so many episodes just backed up. Um of the Often Be Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host. Clint Nelson. Don't forget to fall down the rabbit hole with me at all times. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell, most important ladies and gentlemen. 
Don't forget to suck some titties. Especially if you're on a yacht in the middle of the ocean with Drake. Because I'm down to go get us some boards. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, a lot of men gave Meghan Markle some boards before Prince Harry got his uh, Prince Harry Charming money on that bitch. Um, (laughs) All right. But yeah. Alright guys, whenever this episode comes out, I hope you enjoy. And I guess I'll leave a little message, just hit the 45 minute mark for algorithm purposes. Uh, But yeah, don't forget to... uh, I appreciate you guys' support. I know the podcast has been a little inconsistent recently. But trust me, I got episode lined back to back to back. And episode's gonna be dropping like that booty is hot. It's going to be dropping like Missy Elliott in the mid-2000s. You're going to be like, whoa, so many hits, so many hits, more is more, so much saturation. And I like trans fats. Um, I like saturated fats too, but I also like unsaturated. And then there's this new, not new, but then there's this other, it's called polyunsaturated fats in some of these things. Ironically, it's in Polynesian sauce. Polyunsaturated fats. It's like, I know that's not good. That's like poly. Let's break down the terms. Poly is multiple. Unsaturated is worse than saturated. So it's like multiple bad fats of grams of whatever the fuck it is. So yeah. Uh, stay away from the polyunsaturated fats, I guess. But don't stay away from the Polynesian sauce. Because, uh... Let's just say I like more than a drizzle for the snizzle. Alright, Clint. You're a fool. Alright, guys. Whenever this episode comes out, have a great day, night, evening, afternoon, sunrise. Until the booty cracks like a moon pie. Alright. I'll see you when I see ya. Oh, baby. What a sexy-ass motherfucker this guy is.